0: Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shenanigans. This is episode 7. Um, we are two weeks post Super Bowl. This is weird. No football in my life is kind of weird. How's it feeling for you?
1: It's awkward, but it's more awkward because of uh, me fucking up last week. I, def- I gotta start off this episode apologizing. Um, last week when I acknowledged the, victim of the, sh- the victims of the shooting, I said that the person that died was a man and uh, I was incorrect during the, during the, when we recorded it, it was the day of the shooting and um, the report I saw said local DJ Lopez Galvan killed and I didn't click or read the whole thing. Uh, that was my fault, and it's uh, Mrs. Lisa Lopez Galvan was the victim of the shooting. Yeah. So, uh, rest in peace to her and my mistake for fucking
0: he, that up. He thought it was Lopez Galvan. He didn't see the Lisa yeah. until later.
1: I'm stupid. Um, but, yeah, that's still unfortunate. You know, It's crazy how fast people have moved on from that, too. No one's talking about it anymore, even though... It's it, it appeared that there, there were two juvenile uh,
0: shooters and
1: like a the third suspect as well. It was just started
0: off as like a fight or something. I believe America is like probably like used to it at this point. It's kind of sad.
1: We and we move on from it so fast. It's it's unfortunate that it happened. Uh, I, I don't know. It's gonna have like a strange feel for the Chiefs over the next year. I feel like you know Andy Reid and like a bunch of players were there.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, Andy Reid
1: was like hiding with children.
0: Oh you know? yeah, anybody who, was, anybody who was there will remember it for the rest of their lives. Like, that's traumatic. Okay. The people who weren't involved though and just hear about it on the news, it just goes away. Because not only were they not directly involved, it's like, it's just the sad truth that it's so frequent now that people's brains just go off of it. Even though it shouldn't. Because it's a problem that we should be trying to solve in America. Any politician, no matter what stupid little party you are.
1: Yeah. Um, so just prayers up to everyone
0: recovering still.
1: But um, moving on here from that, I wanted to get into reviewing the main card for USC two ninety eight, and actually a little bit more behind that. Um,
0: ooh, ooh, ooh,
1: ooh, there ooh, was a. Ooh, a I want to say part. something real quick. I oh God,
0: I went four for one on my predictions.
1: <laughs>
0: the only one I got wrong was Kopilov.
1: I got that. Uh, I was the opposite. I went one for four. Damn. <laughs> I only got my Rob correct. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought Kopilov was going to be a, a crazy challenge for Anthony Hernandez on short notice, and it just turned out to be the other way around. You know, Kopilov got tired and grappled. And then Marab,
0: I got right, even though I wanted Henry to win. Yeah, um, I kind of got my a little bit of a prediction right there, a little bit of a hot take. I I don't think it's that much of a hot take, but you might have something to say about it. I think Marab uh, did better than Aljo did, or at least he looked better. Uh,
1: I think Henry just looked worse, honestly. Like if you watch, and I do think that's a,
0: I think that's fair. I gotta watch the fight again.
1: My thing with Marab is he's a, his he's he's really good, but his chin is suspect. He got clipped with the same shot that he got clipped with versus Marlon Morais.
0: What's up and with I Marab? Like... Is boring allegations. I I don't really get bored watching his fights. Did you watch his
1: fight with Jose Aldo?
0: No, I didn't.
1: He went zero for sixteen on takedowns and just like sat on his knees <clears> at the cage and was like, "That was control time." Basically, it looked like he was going for a shot.
0: Oh, I, okay, I understand. Good. But is it just because of that one fight, or has he done that multiple times?
1: I mean, he... I don't know. I don't like it. His fighting style is not that bad, but he, he always does it to guys I like, too, like Sabudo, Yan... I'm or,
0: always trying to learn uh, more people. about MMA, man.
1: So. I, Marab, I just don't like these Georgians for some reason. Like, not they just... <laughs> they they seem to all piss me off. Like, Yiguchi Knocked out Edson Barboza, who's my favorite fighter. Ilya Teporia just knocked out Volk. Spoiler, he's Spanish too. He's, he, he's Georgian.
0: He's Spanish. He's Georgian.
1: I don't care. Um, and then Marab beat like Aldo, and he beat Henry. Who did he beat? Uh, he beat Peter Yan. Oh. He just he he, he, he
0: fucking beat Peter Jan all five rounds.
1: I wanna see Mirab versus uh Umar Namagamedov but nobody
0: wants to fight that guy. Do you know anything about Umar Namagamedov? I do, actually.
1: He's he's ridiculous. I know that a lot of
0: people in other weight classes respect him and a lot of other people in this weight class don't wanna fight him.
1: He's like ranked like top ten I think or something, and he's he's fighting a guy who's making his debut because no one wants to fight him. It's ridiculous. I think he was supposed to fight Corey Sanhagen in his last fight until Corey pulled out. Or Umar pulled out, not Corey.
0: Damn. What a fucking then, de- what a debut.
1: Yeah, what a downgrade from Corey to a debut guy. But um, Ian Gary versus Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal just choked his opportunity. I don't know how he almost beat Shavkat and then did this versus Ian. He,
0: I'm one of the people. That's, that's the, the only things, difference. I'm one of the people who thought Jeff won that fight two to one, but. Um, hey, I can understand why people think Ian won. I don't think it was. Well, thre- I don't think start. it was three zero, man.
1: Here's the thing about control time. Like you look, you it, I, if you look at the UFC's immediate stats, it's knockdowns, total strikes, significant strikes, and takedowns, Con- and a submission attempts. The control time's not even up there because when you just clinch somebody ineffectively on the cage, like he was doing, just to just to hold Ian still. That's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted Neil to win. I wanted Neil to get a knockout, but like, all he did was hold Ian there, and it wasn't effective. Uh, Jeff landed fifty-five point nine. I mean, that's, that's a bad percentage. He landed fifty-seven for a hundred and two total strikes, and like forty-six significant strikes. But Ian landed eighty strikes, and sixty-seven of them were significant. And you just watched the fight. Ian controlled the range. He had the better landing shots. He did, just didn't get hurt. Like, even if Neil didn't get hurt in the fight, all those shots from Gary were perfect looking. They, you could hear them, and it affected Neil. He moved. He, he got, he, he, he like stiffened up whenever he got hit with those knees. And when he got hit in the body, he went, Ooh, you know, all that scores. Even, and then Neil was clipping him a little bit, kind of on the ends of his punches, and he was clenching him, but that's not as scoring as clean knees and punch, uh, kicks. I thought Ian won at three nothing. Unfortunately,
0: I really thought Jeff won, but I can understand why he wasn't. I he wasn't doing much, but he It looked like he was landing better to me.
1: Were you like really hype in this one, or were you just sitting there? Because like sometimes oh, when man, I get, really I was hyped kind, of, I was kind life,
0: of just sitting there. I wasn't really hyped for Ian, Gary, Jeff, Neil.
1: Yeah, that's the only time I can really see like. When I when I when I saw Sean O'Malley fight Peter Yan, I had no idea who won. I was just caught up in the fight, you know. I was sometimes so in, I do like, that. Oh God, sometimes
0: I don't even. Sometimes I don't even like score them. I tend to score them most times, but most times I don't score them. I'll just like fucking. I'll just watch them and just get lost in the fight and not even care and just wait until the actual decision.
1: And uh, Paula Costa, Robert Whittaker.
0: Oh, man. You know, Paulo Costa is frustrating.
1: I don't know why he gets all these knockouts and finishes and he was undefeated up till Izzy by just swarming guys with power, size, and volume. But now he thinks he's Izzy himself versus Robert Whitaker, just jabbing him and leg-kicking him and one spinning heel kick. You know, single shots is not his thing, and that was just a terrible game plan if that's what he was going in there looking for. Oh, my
0: gosh. I was talking, like, I talked about it with some people, and some people think that Paulo Costa won. Like no. what? No. What the fuck? Man? Like some people genuinely think that, and they they were like, "Man, look at Robert whitaker's face," blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Did you see all?" i'm I, He was like, "Well, I mean, Paulo Costa didn't really get rocked by." It. Whitaker. He rocked him once. I'm like, he shoe shined at the end of a round and landed a fucking shot. He kept on throwing that. He got that fucking same head kick blocked like fucking four times that round. He got... He landed it the fifth time with four seconds left. I mean, I know he should have landed it earlier.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sucks for him. He didn't. And I, mean, I think, that, that, was shoe- I
0: think that was shoe shining. I think Robert won that round. I think... Robert did a good job at defending a lot of a lot of things, and I think he landed a lot more, and he just looked really good out there. He was landing. T- he was landing at a decent yeah. rate. He was landing a lot.
1: Let me let me really back up here for a second. I'm just looking at the UFC 298 menu or whatever on the uh, the website, and it's got options. It says result, date, locations, tickets, Adesanya. Prelimes <laughs> technology <laughs> what is Adesan category for. What? It's just his reactions and stuff. His predictions, the... favors. Oh my god. How Adesanian. is he a
0: whole category? He's Okay.
1: That's... He um
0: yeah, that's... <laughs> that's yeah, so that's that's the true secret. Dana isn't the CEO. Uh Israel <laughs> is funny. the CEO and Dana's a puppet CEO.
1: He let Sean beat him, he's just taking some time off. Is He's bored. bored. Um we'll we'll keep talking about a little bit more about like the main event here in a bit, but I wanted to highlight uh some moments in the prelims here. Um Marcos Marcos de Lima versus Junior Tafa. Uh that fight was a second round KO with like leg kicks and stuff. It was probably kinda of brutal. Did you see that one?
0: I didn't watch the prelims.
1: It's okay. But uh that guy filled in on one day's notice. Uh, to fill in for his brother who was fighting that guy too, which is really cool. So I wanted to highlight Junior Tafa there. Shout out to him. And uh, Mackenzie Dern also fought Amanda Lamos for three rounds. Uh, that fight is ridiculous. Um, Mackenzie Dern needs to stop fighting. She's terrible. I mean, let it, just go compete in Jiu Jitsu if you want to highlight Jiu Jitsu. You know, you're not good at MMA anymore. Like You were great for a while. And then you switch your style up thinking that you're Paolo Costa or something. And you just start swinging and getting your ass beat. So it's kind of annoying to watch. But it's fun to watch in certain moments of her fights, you know. Yeah, I just want to, uh, next up, I mean, let's just talk a little more about the main event.
0: Oh, yeah. I want to talk about the main event. Um, so, Ilya Teporia represents Spain, um, you know, um. I don't know if I ever said this on a podcast, but my dad's side of the family is from Spain. My My grandmother is from Spain. She moved here, I don't... I think in the 60s or 70s or some shit. My dad was born in the 80s in, in, in here, in the United States. So, <clears throat> we uh, we like Spain. Like, I root for sp- Spanish teams a lot, like in the World Cup. And, uh, like the olympics and basketball sometimes um so it was really cool i was rooting for ilia because of that i was talking to my dad about that I, and he completely spoiled the knockout for me um Hmm. because he was ahead of me i guess and i said you think ufc will have its first uh spanish champ tonight and he said yeah i think it's definitely possible Volkanovsky is old and then he said BAM and then after he texted me bam three seconds later on my screen I just see what happened and I was like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, my dad's done that to me before too. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I didn't even tell him he did that either.
1: Yeah. He um that that was heartbreaking, man. I wanted to see Ilya beat up and lose, but you know, he got him. Good job, Power Puncher. Ooh. I My buddy he... said that Volk had never fought a Power Puncher, and then he was kind of right, but there's like three Power Punchers at 145, so it's not like he was dunking Power Punchers. He fought Chad Mendez, you know, back when Mendez was still UFC worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um,
0: what's it? I was going to say that Ilya Tuporia, I think he looked good the entire fight. I know, I feel like Volk won the first round, but I feel like it was a close first round, too. Like... It was uh, close. He looked he looked really... Like, Ilya looked really good. Like, it didn't look like he didn't belong there. Like, it looked like he had a game plan and it worked, like... And as someone who's trained uh, boxing before, it, it looked very boxing-heavy oriented, like he was moving his head a lot, doing a lot of head movement, doing a lot of fainting and stuff. Well, I mean I know fainting is a part of like MMA in general, but fainting is a part of boxing as well, of course. Uh, he
1: uh I I have takes on Ilya as a striker. And he was
0: he was landing accurately, he was waiting for the perfect moments and he landed him.
1: Ilya, um whenever books, he's a good boxer.
0: Yeah, whenever Volk's right. face was fucking op- open and he was close in close range, he fucking popped him. He got him like real clean. It was crazy. You see,
1: here's the thing about Volk. Um, he I don't know how he
0: got so good as he
1: is uh, for a guy who never really had a background in martial arts. He played rugby. <laughs> I'll say that um, Ilya, as far I mean Volk, as far as I'm concerned, is like a tough, gritty. Hard nose like I don't. He's a crazy story, honestly. I, it's hard to think of any many guys like Jose Aldo. I'd say he played soccer, so that's like another dude who I guess played a, another sport and transitioned. I think Anderson Silva played soccer or something. Oh yeah. So, but that's not like so Volk never. But Anderson did like kickboxing and shit. And so Volk is not not like a traditional striker. He's like game plan overall type shit and so when he obviously his strategy was going to be like outpoint Ilya in the long run maybe get a finish in the later rounds but the later rounds never came uh, Volk I could tell the whole time that they were fighting like when he was kicking him immediately the whole time the first strike he threw was a head kick which Ilya's has shown a tendency to get hit with in the past by taller guys but Volk's not like a traditional kicker or anything you know like he just he adapted that for this style of that fight, but then Ilya's like a actual boxer type dude. You know, he's he's trained in a traditional striking. He's trained in traditional martial arts and stuff. So when he, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised he beat him in the striking. I thought it would just be like an overall game plan of Volks, but he got hit, and uh I mean, I just want to see Ilya fight a real striker. I don't think he has so far. And I spe- um, respect
0: Volkanovsky. He's an all time great, but uh. I, will, I just wanted to see Ilya win that, and
1: he did. The thing, I don't know, Ilya talks so much shit, and he's he refu- says he's going to ref- not defend against Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway. Uh, he called out Conor McGregor. Call, says he wants to fight Islam Makachev. uh says he won't fight Mavzar Um Basically said he won't defend it against anybody. Except, uh, I think he said now, I think he said he would do, mag, do it against Max Holloway in Spain or something. Now, it wasn't, it was a short list, but he's beat Josh Emmett, who's a like a old wrestler who abandoned wrestling because he found out he had an overhand right, and then he butchered Josh Emmett, who's, I guess, got a better chin than Volkanovski. Um, Because he butchered that guy, did like a 10-7 round. You know how rare a 10-7 is in MMA? I don't know how many I've seen.
0: I don't know how many 10-7 rounds I've seen in boxing either.
1: Yeah, so for him to beat the shit out of Josh Emmett like that was bad. But
0: again, that guy's just a, that that guy's like,
1: he presses one button, you know, overhand right. And once Ilya figured that out, he pieced him up. It's more a miracle that Josh Emmett survived that, you know what I mean, and didn't get knocked out because Jeremy Stevens knocked him out. But, you know, how hard does Jeremy Stevens hit? Hmm. Uh, and then he beat up Bryce Mitchell, who's a jiu-jitsu guy. And then he beat up Ryan Hall, who's a jiu-jitsu guy. And then he knocked out Jai Herbert, who's some random fucking 155-er, who I don't know why Ilya fights at every weight, like, 155. He was going to cut to fight Peter Yon at 135 for his debut. Like, he, but he's a 45-er. Ilya's just not fought a real striker, for real. It's annoying, honestly. He'd be, And then, you know, he won't fight Max Holloway or Yair Rodriguez, so that's kind of annoying. But I'm kind of sick of talking about him. <laughs> uh, there's a couple UFC events I did want to talk about and highlight coming up. Uh, this weekend is really dope fight night. Uh, tomorrow... It's Brandon Moreno versus Brandon Royval. It's a rematch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in Mexico City. And it's also got Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega in the co-main. So Yair and Brandon Moreno are both big Mexico guys. It's in Mexico City. Uh, it's, they're both rematches of fights that ended with shoulder injuries the first time. Like Brandon Moreno was beating Brandon Royval... And uh, then he kind of like broke his shoulder on the ground and um, it was called. And I watched that one and I was like, oh, okay, that's lame. So now they're redoing that. And then Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega also ended with a shoulder injury and they're redoing that one. So I love this genius rebooking they've done here. Also, fun fact, it's in Mexico City. It's at altitude. Which is like, they're gonna get so tired And it's always so fun to see people fight When they get tired They get like, it was, remember when Jan Blachowicz Turned into a wrestler
0: when he said he would Versus Pereira Yes, man I can't believe Pereira won Pereira won that by decision, didn't he
1: Yeah, he did Well,
0: uh, I, I, and can, then, I can believe it bulk is, or I said Bolt. <laughs> Blachowicz is old
1: Yeah, he got tired, too. It was funny. But uh, next, in March 9th, there's UFC 299. That's a really, really good one, dude. Uh, That's what... They probably should have tried to get that card for UFC 300, honestly. (laughs) It's so dumb that they did it for uh, 299, but whatever. We'll talk about 300 here in a minute. But main event is Sean O'Malley-Chito Vera rematch that ended controversially in the first one. you, You know how that ended?
0: Oh yeah, I remember? I we were we were texting at about that fight.
1: Oh, Yeah, I also went like one for four on that fight card too. <laughs> I remember that was one of the,
0: that was one of the first fight cards like I watched, like that got me into the UFC for real. I'm still a casual, but that's one of the first ones I watched, and I was like, Sean O'Malley's gonna lose, and you were like, No, he's not. I'm like, Yeah, he is, <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. I was like, He lost, and he was like, You you got injured, and I was like. Bruh, he got kicked injured. He got kicked into that injury. That's that's a fair game.
1: Um, yeah. So they're rematching there. Hopefully Sean gets the the knockout. Cause if I lose Sean Strickland, Volkanovski, Sean O'Malley, all in three months as champions, I'm gonna be mad. Uh, and then the co-main is five rounds. Dustin Poirier versus Benoit Sandin. Let me get it right. Benoit Sandinie.
0: Oh, we're going. So, so that's a Red Dead Redemption town,
1: San Denis, That's right. <laughs> Hold on, okay. I was, I gotta, that's I'm, so I weird. It. I
0: was watching a video about it yesterday.
1: And there's uh but Benoit Saint Denis like a pretty badass French dude. I think he's undefeated in the UFC, and uh, he's you know if he can beat Poirier, that's a big jump in the rankings. And I think he's got a fair shot, but Poirier also could just masterclass him. We'll see. I I like that one too. Um, and then Kevin Holland is going to fight Michael Page. Do you know
0: Michael Page? I do know Michael Page.
1: He's a very fun fighter. Uh, he's 36 years old,
0: so it's a little bit late for
1: him to be coming into the UFC, but maybe if he gets like two great knockouts so he can get a title shot or something, that would be cool. MVP versus Leon Edwards would be dope. Hey, man. But, uh, he's undefeated. No, he's not. I don't know why it says that. I was going to get to that.
0: Why does it he's say not that? Undefeated. Why the fuck does I it no say that on the damn idea. website, bro?
1: I mean I don't know. I'm going to tell you what he really is here in a second. Like it I says that it
0: says that on Google and it says that on the website. It says he's 12 and 0.
1: He is 21 and 2. I don't know what 12 and 0 is.
0: Dude, why the fuck does it say he's 12 and 0?
1: I don't know cuz I know he just lost like last year. Yo,
0: did we just find a glitch? i don't know i've heard i heard of this guy but i never knew his record i looked him up i'm like oh he's undefeated he never lost before why why can't he win verdict mma says 21 and two okay verdict thank you
1: look up sure dog sure dog is where i always go for the records and stuff you can Mm -hmm. go all the way back into their stuff pretty good but yeah he's not undefeated but you know he has a fair shot i guess Kevin Holland's going to be a hard guy to spectacularly knock out like he's used to doing. So I think Kevin Holland could knock him out, but, uh, we'll see. I, I like MVP. So I'll be rooting for, I like both, but I'll be rooting for MVP because he's older. Uh, then Gilbert Burns is going to fight Jack Matt Della Maddalena. He's, uh, I think he's, I can't remember if he's Australian or British, honestly. They're the same. I think he's Australian, but, um, Gilbert Burns, go Gilbert, man. I need Gilbert to get a title shot again. I think him versus Leon Edwards is an interesting matchup. And uh, I don't know. But M- Madalena is a pretty good up-and-coming boxer guy. So that's a dope card. And then Peter Jan versus Songy Dong. Peter Yan could hopefully catch W, but if he doesn't, he might get cut, man, honestly. Hmm.
0: Uh,
1: and then the last one I wanted to go by real quick, now that the main event has been confirmed... UFC 300's main event will be my boy Jamal Hill versus, you know, sleepy Alex Pereira. Sleepy? Yeah. I seen him sleeping. You seen him sleeping. I never seen Jamal Hill sleeping, but his name is Sweet Dreams. So, you know, it's about to happen, right? Alex is sleeping on UFC 300. It'll be nice, comfy, like.
0: Uh, Alex, is one, like Alex is one of my 200. favorite fighters, and so is Jamal. But I like Alex like significantly more. So <laughs> I, I, I can't, does. I can't have you talking about my fighter like that. <laughs> Even though I easy. think there is like a actual, a real, true chance Jamal Hill is just gonna fuck him up. <laughs> potentially, Let's look at the stats. Alex is thirty-six,
1: and uh, Jamal is thirty-two. Um, Alex—they're they both have the heavier. They both have the same reach, which I didn't expect, and they're the same height. on On the website, it says they have the same height and reach. I don't know how much I believe that, because Alex Pereira, it says he's six foot three, and I think he's like six foot seven or something like that in real life. Like I thought, it, I thought he was six four. He looked, he looked say six four. He looks six five, but he, when he stands next to Tyson Fury, he looks really big. But I don't know. He, Jamal's got age on his side and I like his style. I think he's... You haven't even seen all of his capabilities yet. And he's only lost by a freaky arm break. You know? So
0: I watched that live. That was crazy.
1: That was crazy. Uh, and then Li Zhang versus Yan Xiaonan. Yan uh, this is a co-main women's straw weight for the belt. The other, one, The last one was for the belt as well, but this one is two Chinese women fighting for the belt. Should have been in China. They've been Talking about going to China forever, so that they should have done that, but probably couldn't. So they put it there. And uh, Justin Gaethje versus Max Holloway. Rest in peace, Max. Probably, you know, I don't see how he wins unless he just outpoints Gaethje for five rounds.
0: Man, I I don't know uh, I don't know, man. He when he's come when, <laughs> he's come when he's come up to lightweight, it it hasn't gone well for him. Not against Dustin Poirier, at least. And I, I tend to like, I don't know why in my brain, I tend to just like compare Justin Gaethje to Dustin Poirier all the fucking time. But I feel like Justin Gaethje is like a little better, so I just feel like that's Justin Gaethje's gonna win.
1: Yeah, he just hits so hard, and Max gets hit a lot. Uh, and then Charles
0: Oliveira versus Armand. Charles
1: is gonna have a rough time. Armand's a really big up and comer. But it's going to be a huge test for him as well. Uh, But Charles gets hit a lot, and we just saw Armand sleep Benil Dariush. So I'm going to go with Armand. I don't like Charles because a friend of mine loves Charles a little too much, and I'm petty like that. Damn. Uh, Then Alexander Rakic is making his comeback since his ACL injury uh, versus Yuri. Let's go Alexander. I don't like either guy, but uh, I don't like Yuri more. So go Rakic.
0: Yeah, I like Rocky uh,
1: better as well. Aljamain Sterling making his featherweight debut versus Calvin Cader, who's also coming back from an ACL injury. Um, I'd like to see Aljamain win just to see some fresh blood. Maybe Aljamain versus Ilya Teporia—that'd be cool. That'd be wild.
0: What's, I mean, if he can, what's Cater
1: ranked? Oh, uh, that's that's a good question. I don't see it like, right there. What, where, I'm where, put would that, where would that
0: where that boost Aljamain? Like with that. Would that just immediately boost him to a title shot? Number eight. So, yeah, I mean, if he can beat Cater and get one more, then maybe he can
1: go for... Uh... If he can beat Cater and, honestly, Ilya maybe says his name, then he might just go right for a title shot. I don't know. I could... But Dana doesn't like him, so maybe not.
0: <laughs> Who knows?
1: And uh, I need to reload it real quick because uh, my dumbass closed it out. Okay, um... There's a lot. This this one's really stacked. Then Davison Figueredo versus Cody Garbrandt is going to open the card. That's two former champions <laughs> who have beef. Um, Holly Holm is going to fight Kayla Harrison, who is a uh, 16-1 Judoka lady who's pretty good, but just lost to some scrub who she already beat before. And she's barely, she's like missed weight making 145 and she's supposedly going to make 135 here so I have no idea what's going to happen there. Uh, and then a bunch of good fights. There's a, bunch, there's a couple more but Bobby Green versus Jim Miller.
0: Jim, Jim Miller will probably retire. 100, 200, and 300.
1: He'll probably retire after that. But That's dope. Uh, but, I'm all wrapped up on UFC. Uh, we got a pretty good year Coming up, and that's only up to three hundred. That's the latest thing we have scheduled. After that, we'll probably have Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad, which will probably piss some people off. But whatever. Man. Uh, moving on. After that, I wanted we wanted to talk about the NBA All Star Weekend a little bit. Um, I I enjoyed it more than Caleb appeared too. You know, it, I think the goofy moments were hilarious. Uh, like they were just great. It
0: just hasn't. It just hasn't like the last two All-Star games hasn't, like, hit the same. Like, I watched a video by King of the Fourth Quarter, and he's kind of right. Like, I'm not trying to dick-ride opinions, but he's fucking, (laughs) he's completely correct. Like, the NBA has a weird streak. Like, he, and he says, like, historically, like, from the MLB All-Star game, the NFL Pro Bowl, and the NBA All-Star game, like, the NBA is, like, the fucking, like, cream of the crop. It's, like, the number one it's the best all-star game it's the best all-star event so it's in in recency it's kind of like died down but there are also good stretches of it too like there will be like a two three year good stretch and then it'll be like a two year bad stretch it'll be weird
1: did you think uh sabrina had any kind of chance of beating steph in that shooting competition not before but during because obviously everyone didn't think she'd win but um she did like 26 I or something S- like that I,
0: yeah she did she did really good i thought steph was gonna win so, and he did win but sabrina did really good
1: 26 if i'm right it's pretty from good from the number.
0: nba three-point line too
1: yeah she did change that like really quickly too like two days before she changed it up that was pretty cool um
0: I loved seeing Luka and
1: Jokic just, like, bounce it to each other goofily without even dribbling on that one play.
0: That was funny. That was a great play.
1: I like, you know, for a dude who wanted to make a podcast off stupid plays, I love the all-star game, you know. (laughs) The all-star. That was the all-shenanigans game.
0: Man, they, (laughs) I mean, I know you're not, it's an all-star game. You're not supposed to play hard defense, but... Play some defense, dude. Like holy shit. Okay, so well the last. So 100. I think, I think uh, in 2016 the West broke the uh, All Star Game, uh point record for 196, and that was the highest scoring. It was like 196 to like once 180 something for the East, and this one was like 211. That's crazy. It, I've ne- I've never seen a game go over 200 points in my life. I know it's the All Star game, but they play no defense. I have never seen a game go over 200 points.
1: You're forgetting the defense that was played. But, dude,
0: but the 2016 All Star game, even though it was 190 points, that All Star game was good. I don't know why. Well, I How do you... know why it was close. It was closer game.
1: How are you forgetting Paulo Bancaro getting blocked by Steph and fucking Curry?
0: I'm remembering that was Kobe's last All Star <laughs> game. No, that was
1: not Kobe's last All-Star game. That was this one. No, he, no, I'm what? talking about the 2016. Talking about?
0: I'm talking about the 2016 one I was just talking about. You did. Okay, well, I
1: just brought it back to now when I said Paulo Bancaro got blocked by Steph Curry. I know, and, you were and like, then I said... Oh, yeah, Kobe was there.
0: And I said, man, <laughs> but Kobe was fucking... Well, obviously, Kobe wasn't fucking there at this one. <laughs> Duh. Yeah,
1: this one... That was the only thing Paolo did all game too unfortunately it was get blocked by Steph. That was the only moment I saw.
0: That was funny.
1: There were some, there some funny moments
0: during the game but overall I think it could have been better.
1: You saw Jalen Brown's stupid dunk attempt?
0: Yes I did. First time an NBA star has been in a dunk contest in forever and he flops. Fails us.
1: Fails <laughs> Go Mac McClung. I mean, My boy,
0: he's cool. That I dunk was, was cool and all, but Hamadou Diallo dunked over Shaq like three years ago. Not that one, though. Dude, that's somebody dunked, dunked cool. over Taco Fall. He's taller than Wimbanyama. Um, I <laughs> Um,
1: I mean Mac McClung. I like him because he plays for like the G League Magic team. So that that's cool.
0: That's fair. I mean, he plays uh, for he plays for your G League uh, team. That's
1: Dude, sh- he should Dude, he's, be on
0: the he's, he's really good in the G League. He averages to like twenty five like he averages like twenty five, four, and six on like fifty something percent shooting. He's nasty in the G League. I think him? sounds better
1: than Jet Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if we played Jet or what if we played Mac McClung over Jet Howard? How would you feel as a Michigan fan?
0: I don't know. I don't really care. I think Michigan's uh thing under Jawan Howard, his father, uh, former NBA All-Star and former Michigan basketball player himself for the Fab Five. Um, and I respect him, but him as a coach, he has completely torn our basketball program apart, man. We used to be so good, and now it's so bad. And, like, and his son played for us, too. Obviously, that's Jet Howard. And obviously, a lot of players in the NBA... If you have a good dad, your son's probably not going to be good. Or if you're shit as a player, your son is going to be awesome. Like Kobe's dad, oof. I mean, he wasn't shit, but like he he's not Kobe. You don't t- you don't talk about Kobe's dad. You don't talk about Klay Thompson's dad. You talk about Klay Thompson. You talk about You
1: talk about Kobe.
0: Play, and Co- Clay Thompson one. is not on the same level as Kobe, but people will remember him.
1: You're forgetting the all-time duo, like father-son basketball lineage. So. Manute bowl and Bull Bull.
0: Well, I was actually forgetting Del Curry and Steph Curry. And Del Curry was actually pretty good. But, I mean, he wasn't a superstar. He was a six-man of the year. I think he maybe made an all-star game. I don't know if he even did, but he was a really good three-point shooter. Um, obviously, Steph, his son, is a superstar.
1: I have no more thoughts except Bam Adebayo bounced the ball off Jokic's fat bum, and it was funny. Um, but we wanted to do a little checkup on our teams real quick about what they're up to. Um so, I wanted to get it out of the way real quick. uh I'm a Yankees fan by lineage, you know, I don't care about baseball really, but I like the Yankees logo, and my grandpa really cared about them, so it's a little tiny piece of him. I pretend you know and i' I don't pretend to carry around, but like I do it for him, and uh it's the baseball off season right now, so Caleb knows a little more about both uh where 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 exactly would both our teams be in your opinion Caleb
0: um uh, I think the Yankees are in New York, and I think my Braves are in Atlanta. But like, <laughs> I know. I are know. we gonna win the ring next year? Is it is
1: it our time? Is it our year as the as the Yankees 80. organization?
0: Man, y'all always build a good roster. Y'all are always supposed to do good. So I don't know. Y'all went eighty-two and eighty last year, but missed the playoffs because of how good y'all's division is. And y'all's 80 division and 80. eighty-two and eighty
1: is that, is baseball the most games in a season like a sports season
0: um of the major American sports yeah hundred sixty two games
1: what else would be more there what, what would there be more of besides that you said major American, so like
0: I have no clue i there's probably some obscure sports season with no nah, they don't they have like forty games in a season I mean there are other games though like they play like championship series No wonder great champions people need league to like... and if you count. If you count, maybe, yeah, some of them are, but uh, maybe if you count, uh, maybe if you count like they're co- playing for their countries too, soccer, they might play. Like, I don't know. But Man, I still, if, I still like, think they only play like a combined like 60 to 70 games.
1: That's why they need steroids or they used to because like Jesus, that's a lot of games. games.
0: Well, I was talking about soccer. There. Oh.
1: No, I meant, like, uh, the baseball. You said they played Oh, yeah, they've always been games.
0: playing. They've been playing 162 games for a while. I think before then it was, like, 140-something. So, still, they've been playing a lot of games.
1: But, yeah, I, I really don't know nothing about baseball. You know, I'll, I'll carry that Yankees flag around proud. If um, we win a chip, I will get the tattoo on my, my leg or something. <laughs> y'all,
0: y'all are expected to get 94 wins this season. Y'all have improved on the roster. Y'all signed a couple of good free agents, I think y'all made some good trades too, and uh, Giancarlo Stanton, some guy who's been, well I'm not, he's not just some guy, he's a former MVP, who hit 50 home runs in a season once, but, and he, he has good stretches, but he's a very injury prone player, he's been getting injured a lot, and he looks slimmer than ever, like it looks like he only did cardio, like he's so slim now, maybe, I don't know, maybe that body change changes his injuries, hopefully. Baseball's if, so if he can man. if he if he can stay healthy, then I could see y'all like doing well if he can stay healthy and consistent, and Aaron Judge can stay consistent as well. And what about your Braves? Do y'all winning
1: another? Um, y'all winning another ring next year? We
0: were we were supposed to win last year, but we lost to the Phillies again. Uh, but yeah. We're still projected to get over 100 wins. We're projected to get 102. We got some new pitchers. We signed some new shortstops. We signed a lot of depth pieces. A lot of our core pieces are still there. We have them signed for a while. Uh, we signed some, we, I think, Max Freed, uh, Minter, signed some relief in, some, in our starting pitchers to, like, some one-year contracts. Um, but we still have majority of our young players in our core, like, veterans and like just good players still signed for a good couple (laughs) more years so we're we should be making a good run at it the dodgers look like they have the best uh roster as they have otani and freddie freeman and mookie Betts. freddie freeman is a former brave he won the ring with us Um, you know
1: you know a lot more about baseball than i remember i should get you to talk to my buddy alfonso one day or something maybe he'd want to talk he likes baseball, but he never talks about it to me because I don't know anything. Maybe I could bring him on or something if he was, like, feeling it.
0: Oh, yeah, I it's know cool. a decent bit about baseball. I just don't talk about it to you because I know you don't like baseball.
1: I mean, I could and get even, into even it. Though I, even, though though it I know about,
0: even though I know about baseball, it's still the one I, like, least pay attention to. But that Braves ring was still very special. I watched that. I watched some of the games that season, and I watched... Uh, I watched the entire playoffs. People counted us out in the first round because Acuna got hurt. That was a crazy Cinderella run. We were—that was crazy. We sucked. We had an under 500 record after the All-Star break, and then we just went on a tear. We went on a run. Somehow won the division with 80 wins. Um, yeah, with baseball, uh, if
1: if the Yankees made a playoff run or something soon, I could maybe get into it then. But it's, it's just so slow football is the perfect balance of slow and action and ufc is the best balance of that for me like i can't watch a fucking basketball or hockey game all the way through unfortunately i'll watch the, like the last and the first quarters or whatever segments <laughs> uh, but speaking of hockey
0: basketball is uh, my favorite I'm a black to watch it's so fast paced
1: i like uh i like hockey and basketball it's just i'm i got adhd i guess i don't know but speaking of hockey uh I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan. My family knows a lot of the like the GM there and stuff and we've known some players from there coming from like Norfolk playing hockey with my family and stuff like that. Old stories I don't know much about I wanna talk about, but uh the Blackhawks are the worst team in the league again. Fifteen and thirty nine. We're gonna have a lottery pick. Wonder if we can get a first overall again. Woohoo, Connor's back though
0: we won our last game I believe because we scored (laughs) y'all won a championship nine years ago
1: nine years ago
0: yeah I think so I think it was 2015 wasn't it
1: that feels like I've heard about that maybe
0: maybe that's the ring that I wore a long time ago
1: I told you that story right
0: yes you did
1: I hate that I, I wore a Chicago Blackhawks championship ring on my damn finger and it was like it had enough room for another finger in there, probably, because that dude's hand was so big. But the Blackhawks had uh, six
0: strings, though, so you never know.
1: But I, either way, I, I wore one, and I got a picture with it, and that picture never made it to the light of day. And I, I'm so mad. <laughs> I want that picture, or I want another one. I wanted to bring, wear it again, if that, if I ever see that dude again, I'm gonna ask for his ring. Uh, but what about you? Said you're a red, red. Red Wing fan?
0: Yeah, we're actually doing good this season. We're, we're like over 500. It's crazy. Let's
1: look at
0: that.
1: Yeah, 30 and 20. It's not bad. You're like four games behind the next person, uh, team in your division.
0: I know, but we used to suck ass. <laughs> like, Dude, I, I,
1: we're, I wonder we're if the division... Horrible for years.
0: It. I don't even know much about hockey. I just know that we sucked for years, man.
1: You didn't have King Connor on your roster, I'm afraid. Sucks to be you. I don't know, but (laughs) rebuilding year again for us. I don't know. Y'all seem to be doing fine. Happy for you.
0: Yeah, we're we've been rebuilding for a while, and it seems to be finally starting to pay off a little bit.
1: What do you think is worse in hockey games, like getting blown out by like three points, or losing by like one point?
0: losing by 1 point is always worse That's always know, worse man. That's always worse to me. I mean, maybe you you could say, "Oh, we fought on," but it's so devastating. At least when on. you're at least when you're getting you fought like you fought like but like when you're getting blown out like you just expect it. You already know. I mean, obviously, probably not the players. Some a lot of players probably are like, "We're going to come back. We're going to come back." And that's the mindset you have to have as a player, but a lot of times they know, like, in reality, it's probably not going to happen. So.
1: All right. Um, do you have any more opinions on the hockey teams at the moment? Or your wings your or whatever the fuck?
0: Not really.
1: I want to talk I about... I have paid uh, too
0: much attention, so I will not make myself look like a fool.
1: I mean, okay, so the Magic... You know I'm a Magic fan. I love them so much. Uh, we're the seventh seed in the East right now, so that's just playing. Let's play on the spot. So like, we are. We got to beat the Pacers.
0: I know we're gonna play them soon,
1: and we have to beat them to get up into the sixth spot and to be like the a real playoff spot, right? My or am I wrong? Yes.
0: Yes, you have to be sixth to get a, a guaranteed playoff spot.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I need. We need to beat them because I know we have a game coming up with them soon. If we can beat the Pacers, that'll tell us a lot, because it seems like we have a problem beating teams like the Pacers or the Heat or the Thunder. Like, the younger teams are, like, the the ones that aren't as, like... Like, the Nuggets and the Celtics we can beat in the regular season for some reason, but, you know, we're, I feel like we're, we're not going to uh,
0: We're kind of, like, old... We're, not, we're older-ish teams with more, like, like... 28 like 27 26 like 26 to like 30 something year old players on our teams as compared to the younger teams y'all play so we probably turn it up in the playoffs but we do just enough in the regular season to get there I know but, I know our our core is pretty much in their prime but we like we have some veterans on our team
1: I, I understand the 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 whole You don't have to push it in regular season because, you know, you can win up until that that point type thing. I mean, to be fair, some of our bench players
0: have also been kind of inconsistent throughout the middle of the season for some reason. I hope we pick it up. But I can see us beating some younger teams like Minnesota or OKC. Um, The Clippers, they're the, like, biggest threat to us, I believe. Maybe even the Suns, but I don't know. They're not – They don't look too good, man. Their defense just isn't good enough. And if one of their stars just doesn't play good, I just, we're going to probably beat them. OKC has a good defense. They have everything. But, like, they're young and inexperienced, and they've never been in a playoff spot. So I don't know how they're going to perform. Minnesota's been in a playoff spot. Um, Well, a lot of their players have been in the playoffs, before um anthony edwards and some of the younger ones have not except for last year but i don't know they might improve they're the they gave us the toughest challenge last year of any series we had in our championship run so i don't i don't know they might do good but i still think it's too early for those two and then the clippers um i they've been lucky enough to stay healthy all season I think Kawhi's been having some problems recently but if he can get over that like before the playoffs and he gets healthy then that'll be good for them and we might have some trouble from them but I think we can do it I think we can Hmm. push and make a finals appearance again
1: yeah man if the Nuggets repeat as champions like the Chiefs just did uh, I I would believe that NBA and NFL are both rigged, and Jokic will start dating like Ice Spice.
0: <laughs> I think Jokic uh, is like married with a kid. I like Man City. Call me a bandwagon, whatever. I just got into it last year, and I seen this Norwegian blonde guy, tall, fast dude who kicks a lot of goals named Erling Holland, and. I paid a lot of attention last year. I watched a lot of games. I watched the Champions League. I watched us win. We, win the, we won the Treble. We won the Premier League. <laughs> I think the FA Cup. And yeah, we did win that. But we didn't win the Carabao Cup. We won the FA Cup. But and we all we won the Champions League, which is the best, obviously. I'm Tell still you. I'm still learning more and more about football soccer every day. I call it football sometimes cuz whenever Ooh. I watch it it's British announcers and they call it football.
1: So like if you every team basically that like Caleb follows the Nuggets the Braves that soccer team uh all of them pretty much except the hockey team the Red Wings didn't but He's had rings pretty pretty recently in all the last couple of years of being a fan of sports. I know and the and only it's, one I've it's got crazy. It's fan.
0: crazy. People can call me bandwagon. Oh, you're a Michigan Braves. Nuggets fan. Dude, I literally I have photos of me in Michigan gear as a child. That's my profile picture. Oh no, I wasn't saying that. I'm just saying uh, man, like you got I, lucky. No I, no, I know. I'm sa- I I know that's what you're saying, but some people are going to be like, "Oh, he's a bandwagon." But man, I became a Nuggets fan in 2017 because they were one of my favorite teams to watch because Jokic was up and coming.
1: You could say I'm a bandwagon Rams fan, but I'm really not. Like, I just, when I Dude, you told me, you said,
0: I'm choosing the Rams because they look cool, and then they won the, and then you actually started paying attention and getting into it, and you actually liked your team, and then y'all won the Super Bowl after all those trades. I don't don't give you bandwagon status, and you've stuck around.
1: Me neither. Yeah, because you know, our team that that year that we started off with was way different than the one we ended off with. Like Robert Woods was hurt, uh, and then just like the defense wasn't as good. We we went and got Von Miller. You know, Ramsey was still decent that year, and until he got destroyed by Jamar Chase and Mike Evans in the playoffs. But um but yeah, as a Rams fan, you know, we, we just lost the wild card. Uh, we've, I don't know what our focus is really going to be in free agency or um, the draft, but we have we're recon, we're, we're cutting guys like on the O line and restructuring some things to save money. And we just re signed uh, Demarcus Robinson, right? Yes, you I don't know. know why his name is. I don't know why they, I wasn't sure of his name in my brain, but we just re-signed him for another one-year deal, and I don't like that too much because we have Tutu, right? Tutu Atwell, who I'm a big fan of. He was a good number three last year when he when he was used, and then Demarcus Robinson took over his spot halfway through the year, apparently. And um, but that this tells me that Tutu and Demarcus are. Going to be the like swapping out at the three, and we're not going to make a move for a third one, probably like a younger guy. Uh, I, I don't want it to be a priority, but I would have liked the third younger guy in the draft. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. We, we, we didn't re sign or franchise tag any corners, we need corners. Uh, I'm hoping we tag a Kella Witherspoon. And I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go too in depth on the Rams probably next episode. I can do that now. I mean, our biggest focus, if I had to summarize it for next episode would the corner. definitely. but yeah for, it was such a weird Super Bowl to get into football for me like I, I, I the Rams were not in that Super Bowl and we didn't even make the playoffs that year, but I watched the Brady versus Mahomes Super Bowl and I was like, this is a really cool game.
0: Yeah, you didn't yeah even, Mahomes is trying his ass off. That was your first game, I think you... Well, probably not your first game you watched, but that's the first game I remember you telling me you watched. Like, you didn't watch the other yeah. season for real that season.
1: I didn't watch anything that season, Y'all really. made the
0: playoffs that season, though. We did? Yeah. Wildcard lost to the Falcons, is that it? Or something, you lost or? to the Packers.
1: The Packers? Oh. Y'all lost to the Packers.
0: Falcons in 2017.
1: I hate the Packers. <laughs> they always beat us, dude.
0: Y'all beat Um, the Seahawks, though, in the wild card. Okay, yeah, see, like, I, 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 you know, I guess people,
1: uh, when I tell people about how, like, new of a football fan I am, it's pretty weird because most people are fans as kids. And I disliked it as a kid because it was just, like, all up in my face and I wanted to watch, like, Impractical Jokers. You know what I mean? So, uh, but now I love it and it's all I talk about. And my dad's like, look at you, your balls dropped. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, he's not wrong, I guess, but I I really love our Rams team, and uh, I I was even I was still there watching the games last during five and twelve the year after, you know.
0: Oh yeah, I know. You've been watched. You watched that shit season was, last
1: year. It was pain. I was I definitely got my ass roasted a lot. Worst football, or Super Bowl hangover ever. Oh my god, you don't even have a first round pick. <laughs>
0: Y'all seem to be building back pretty good, though. If y'all get a quarterback quarterback for the future, I could see y'all potentially making another run sometime soon.
1: If we can make a big boom in free agency, I wouldn't hate if we took JJ at 19. But I doubt that that's what we'll do, honestly.
0: Yeah, I doubt that, too. So getting into my corner here, I wanted to talk about... I wanted to start with the NBA. I wanted to start with the Bucks and how they fired their coach this season, um, and then hired Doc Rivers. Their offense has went from one of the top offenses to one of the bottom offenses, and they've already ha- they've had a problem with defense, and that hasn't really changed too much. Like that hasn't been fixed, and Doc Rivers. He's three and seven, as the Buc- he's as the Bucks' head coach as of right now. Like that's crazy with the roster they have. That should not be happening. And I heard Giannis complaining about it. Like or ja- Giannis complains a lot, man. And then I I hear him complaining sometimes. Even though I love him as a player and I, he's funny, dude. Like sometimes he gets on my nerves. Like. He he's kind of the one who got that coach fired, and then they got D- D- Doc Rivers, and now he's not happy. Like they, they they're doing this for you. You
1: know what they really do for him? Know. They
0: keep his brother on that damn team. Oh yeah, they <laughs> that's do. That's what they really do for him. <laughs> that's what that's definitely what they do for them. Do you see that? Did you see that thing where that NBA announcer said, "Oh, the Bucks are throwing in the white flag." And then he said, what do you mean? What white flag? And then the other announcer was like, they just brought in Thanasis.
1: That's messed up, man. Oh, I want to like, see the Thanasis, Scotty Barnes, the 1v1, man. Like,
0: damn, they said they brought in the bench squad. Trash squad. The bench That's team. Messed up. Not even the bench squad, the bench warmers. NBA. Bench they runners. get
1: disrespectful in NBA commentary.
0: <laughs> they they do. It's funny because there's those players would totally like beat us like twenty-one nothing if we played them.
1: But, what was that one dude who like went and attacked LeBron because it. he elbowed him?
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say something completely different. I was gonna say Brian Scalabrine. You no, that was that was I was say Stewart. I think that that's guy. His name. He's I on would, the Pistons.
1: I want to see that energy in a lot more NBA games. I, that would that would make the league better. That that's what the honest needs to do. You should go watch some NBA games from is.
0: like the '90s and '80s. <laughs> yeah,
1: keep going. My bad. <laughs> um,
0: so Doc Rivers, he's also kind of lied, or I don't. I'm not gonna say he lied, but I'm gonna say he's potentially lying, and he has no proof or validity. <laughs> Back this up. He said. He said. Hey, Kawhi, we don't need to trade for Paul George. Uh, Shea is going to be a superstar. Like, you picked him at number 12. You play, you had him for a season. And then you got Kawhi. And then the offseason, Kawhi was like, we need to trade this guy for Paul George. And Doc was like, no, he's going to be a superstar. And then Kawhi said no. Like, I don't know about that. Maybe... Kawhi had something to do with the trade, but I'm not—I don't know if Doc Rivers knew that guy was going to be a superstar, but maybe he did. Who knows? Maybe he did say that. It just Kawhi sounds like a a, it sounds GM. like a LeBron moment.
1: Kawhi is a bad GM for sure.
0: Yeah, sometimes they let the players control some things like that, like LeBron a lot. Like people, like I don't think it's been proven, but it's a lot of speculation that LeBron has had like a lot of input on trades and free yeah. agent signings and whatnot.
1: You just uh we just seen this in the NFL with Max Crosby. He came out and came and said, "I'm going to ask for a trade if y'all don't hire Antonio Pierce." And then they and then like 2 days later they hired him. Hey. Yeah, he was like, "Y'all better hire him or I'm gone."
0: <laughs> Staying uh, on the topic never, yeah. of the NBA, I wanted to talk about potential additions to All-Star weekend. Like, I heard a lot of players have been talking about a 1v1 tournament. A lot of people have been talking about this for probably decades at this point. That would be cool. NBA players in a 1v1 tournament. I think they'd have to divide it by, like, I don't know, kind of like weight, height classes or something. Because there's going to, like, I don't think there could be a mismatch. That would be too fucked up. Like, imagine Giannis plays Steph Curry or something, man. And as soon as Giannis gets the ball, he's just going to fucking back down Steph Curry and just dunk on him. Another addition to All-Star Week, I think we could add, is maybe bringing a horse competition with the league's best three-point shooters, or just maybe shooters in general, and guys who are sort of shot creators and creative with their shots and can make a lot of crazy-looking shots, you know? Like just to do some cool horse thing, like competition. The NBA used to have a horse competition back in the seventies. I don't know why they got rid of it. That would be so cool.
1: I bet Jokic agrees
0: with you. Uh, he probably does, but <laughs> well, he's probably gonna bring an actual. Oh man, do a shot, <clears throat> do a shot off of his horse from half court.
1: Bro, that do they do like they still do best best shots or something like that? Like they do an NFL best catch, or no? I
0: we
1: don't should do stuff like that.
0: I don't think they do. I don't. I actually don't know. I think they probably they do, do it. Se- they probably do it separate award shows. Like they have separate award shows for sports other than the official NFL and NBA one. Well, the NBA that doesn't be have one, like one anymore. A, but
1: creative three point shots, like through firing hoops or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> um another thing I want to talk about on All-Star weekend was the dunk competition. Um this dunk competition was weak. The last dunk competition, the dunk competition's been weak for a while. And they keep acting like I know they got to act and they got to like act all surprised like, "Oh, that dunk like." And yeah, the dunks are nice, but I don't know. Maybe the dunk maybe the dunk contest is worn out. Like maybe all the creative dunks have been done. Go back and watch Dwight Howard do that weird crazy dunk where he just like slapped the ball, it bounced off the backboard and he just fucking put it back in. That was crazy. And then the one where he dunked on a twelve foot rim and he he bounced it off the regulation ten foot rim and then grabbed it in the air and dunked on a twelve footer.
1: Well, you know, Dwight Howard was practicing bouncing balls and rimming a lot. <laughs> you seen the one thing where he got called hot by a reporter and he was like, ah, ha ha
0: ha <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Man. And then, like, I don't... What should... What do you think they could do about the dunk competition and it being... So, and not to mention the amount of stars that, like... Star players used to be in the dunk competition. Dominique Wilkins, Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, um, Michael Jordan. Um, LeBron James has never been in a dunk contest before. There have been hella players who can dunk their ass off and not be in a dunk contest. Like The last good dunk contest I remember was 2016 with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine.
1: I feel Absolutely. like all you can really do is, to make it better is, like, props and outfits and weird goofy shit. If Steph Curry showed up in a damn tutu and just did a regular dunk, he would win the whole thing. That'd be hilarious. I
0: don't know. Like, Cause The whole Brown thing, the whole thing is to do the video. most creative and best, like, dunk that no one else can recreate.
1: Yeah, but that's like... you Like you said, obviously... Everything's oh, so, right you,
0: so you mean just, like, recreating what it is?
1: Yeah, I guess, like, you, you add more theater to it at this point. Make it something funny. Like, I like the funny All-Star Weekend.
0: Maybe let I him don't think jump off trampolines serious... and do front flips like the performers do. But except it's actual players. I don't know. The players might break the backboards. Then I wanted to talk about Keon side. Keon Sab Sab I forgot I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he made a lot of good plays and he was a young player for us uh, at University of Michigan. Um, as you know, I followed the Wolverines. I've followed the Wolverines for a while. Um, been a fan my whole life. I've just been born into that. So it's sad to see him go to Alabama, but I I don't know what it. I mean, it probably has something to do with some of the players, co- like his coaches leaving for Jim Harbaugh's staff. But I, it's also probably because a lot of our guys stayed on defense, a lot of our guys at the defensive back position. And even though he's a stud and he's getting better and better and he's making key plays for us, we have guys who are better and ahead of him on the depth chart. And he probably just wanted some more playing time. Caleb Downs transferred from Bama to Ohio State recently, so Keon Sab, you know. Just sad to see you go. Uh wish you luck, but we'll be fine. That's the first major transfer we've had. That's our second player transfer since the window has opened and no one else has gone in the portal since other than those two players who've transferred already. So hopefully Nothing else changes. I think the I think their window is closed uh, tomorrow, so, dang, we well did not, a pretty no. good job. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was, Jokic, now has a triple double against every single team in the NBA except for the Denver Nuggets, of course, because it's the only team he's ever played for. But and I hope he never has one against us. I hope he never leaves. So hope you don't buy his jersey. I already have his jersey. Uh oh! What if he leaves? I bought his jersey like five years ago, dude.
1: <laughs> what if he leaves, bro? You never know, cause you shouldn't buy his jersey like you say about players and stuff, because he might leave. Right? That's crazy. Yeah, how yeah you but that's that.
0: different. That's young players, and I did, I did buy it when he was young. I did buy it. So I did. It was kind of stupid, but it worked out, cause he's a legend. He's the best Nuggets player ever. So he's gonna be remembered as a Nugget, regardless.
1: He does look like a Nugget.
0: He's a, le- I mean, he's a legend. He's the only one who's ever won us a ring. He's the only one who's won an MVP for us. Um, mm-hmm. he's won multiple. He's probably gonna win his third, uh, unless the n- fucking media stirs up some narrative again, like Shay should be the MVP. Like fucking Kendrick Perkins and Stephen A. and everyone. Like Joel and should really be the MVP after the entire year. Fucking Jokic is leading the odds and fucking all the voters in the like pre-voting polls. Like had Jokic and all that but Voter
1: fatigue is lame
0: Yeah it is Jokic should have won a third one in a row even though Embiid was having a great season Embiid was having a great season too this season and it sucks to see him injured and I still thought Jokic was still deserving to be in the top spot of the MVP conversation this year too I really hope they don't screw him out of it again this year and they say this man Shea should win MVP and then they're like yeah that's right And, like, no. Give Jokic his MVP if he deserves it. He should have his fourth. He should be winning four in a row. But, anyways, that was the end of what I had to talk about. No longer will be doing any betting things for a while, at least until football season, because I can't really do future bets for NBA on prize picks, and that's what I use.
1: (laughs) I, um... Uh, actually, FanDuel, I think, is what it is, is coming to North Carolina. Uh, I haven't – sports betting is not legal here, so but it is, I think, soon coming. I don't know. But it, it's they're launching soon in North Carolina, they say, in commercials. So maybe I'll get into some sports betting, and y'all can go on some crazy underdog bets with me because Caleb likes to sit there and calculate all his bets, how he can get the best money. But I'll probably just be doing, like – Underdogs and overs and stuff like that. I don't know turnover bets, stupid shit. How many points will Justin Justin Tucker kick in his first game back?
0: You could <laughs> totally know. do that. You could totally be one of those dudes who does like a fifty cent bet, like a fifty cent twelve man bet, and the, I pay, the payout exciting. is like, like the payouts like five million dollars.
1: I don't want it to be, like, I don't want to lose a lot of money, but I don't want it to be a boring bet. So it's got to be something worth it. So, But I'll, I'll look into it when it gets legal or here or whatever. But, uh, I'm not going to go too crazy on describing the shenanigan of the year here, we've decided, since it's a play that's kind of – not even a play, but it's a moment in the league that um, has – has been highlighted a lot throughout the year, I think. I, I it came back every couple weeks afterwards for a while. But uh you know, played it played a little intro clip.
0: The shenanigan of the week we, we,
1: we. shenanigan of the year in the NFL goes to uh, the referee who called the grounding penalty on Geno Smith versus the lion. I don't know who he was, but it was late in the game. Seattle's trailing. They're trying to come back. And then the referee goes up and calls intentional grounding on number seven. Geno Smith comes up protesting and he says, I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. And, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to make it sound any funnier after that, but that shit killed me for, like, four weeks afterwards. So that is my favorite moment of the year. Uh, And if there is anyone who has anything to say about it, DM me anything better, and maybe we'll uh, have some throwbacks. We would definitely, now that the NFL season is over, you know, we kind of want to experiment with some more shenanigans-type segments, add some new goofy moments, something we can highlight like like maybe old plays or old stupid moments or old stupid trades or something like that. Uh, well, so we're gonna be expanding upon it. But congratulations to that play for shading yeah, the meter. Anything uh, about anything else you want to say before we get out of here, Kalib? Nope. De-
0: I didn't even hear what you um, said.
1: I <laughs> said DJ Kalib.
0: Oh, you said it's so high frequency that your fucking microphone couldn't even pick it up.
1: That makes sense. And you I'm not what?
0: I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm leaving that in there just because <laughs> just that's okay. fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> Damn. Uh, But I'm going to get me a new microphone and it's going to be great. When taxes hit, I'm going to be sounding all sexy. But uh, until then, you know.
0: It'll be great. And then when,
1: when I get that laptop, I'm going to start editing stupid sound effects in this show. So just you wait. I'm going to be... Only real annoying until Caleb has to be like, "Listen, taking back editor, editor privileges."
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, because I'm I'm like a minimalist. I don't know why. Probably because I don't I don't know I don't like editing that much. I just know how to do it very simply. I'm a very simple editor. I feel like you probably have more of a like knack to try and actually learn it and like watch videos about it and stuff so you'd probably be a better editor than me
1: when I was a kid and I would watch like YouTube compilations and like funny moments and stuff stuff that made my child brain happy like skate 3 compilation funny moments Um, but it was just always about the editing like if you could put a meme into a, a, a video perfectly or like edit something stupid and goofy for me I don't know editing and soundboards and music and stuff like that has always been so funny to me so if I can if I can fuck with it then I'm, I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna try and have fun with that
0: the man the reason I quit YouTube like quit making all those videos even though I was doing good and I was like getting like five six seven subscribers a day getting like 100 200 views on my videos regularly and then the odd occurrence where I get like 5,000 or 10,000 which was awesome like I was doing pretty decent. The reason I quit was because I told every like people like were commenting, "Hey, when are you coming back?" I commented shit like, "Uh, I'm doing school still. I'm in high school. I'm paying attention more to that." I was not at all. I fucking hate editing. I spent like fucking six hours a day doing the video, recording it, doing the script, and editing. And I just do not. I do not like that process at all. I hate it in my brain. I can't get into it. So forcing myself to do it for that long, I'm surprised I even lasted that long as a YouTuber.
1: Hey, you know what? Though I love to go back and listen to the episode again. So really, editing would probably um, I'd probably like it more. So if if, you if you I can go ahead would. and take that over, yeah, I will. If I can, yeah, when I get when I'm able to, Man, I gotta definitely. learn all that stuff. But like, oh yeah.
0: Editing audio is significantly easier, though. That's why I don't mind doing this.
1: <laughs> Hopefully one day, you know, if we if, if we got far enough and people wanted to, you know, we could, like, record ourselves and stuff. And, like, it, you know, I could add, like, I could get, like, a banister or something or, like, a, a visual prompt or something. Really, like, I, I got one podcast that I love that when they do YouTube, it has their, like, what they're talking about up at the top of the screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm all good for this week. I had a good episode talking about UFC, even as heartbreaking as it was this week for me. Do you have anything else? Mm
0: -hmm. Nope, it was a good week.
1: We got to come up with something to say at the end. Like, I keep saying take a shot for shenanigans or whatever, but you can't just tell anybody to do that, can you? (laughs) you Take take a shot of apple juice. Yeah, take a shot of apple juice every time we say shenanigans. Take a shot at AJ when we say shenanigans. All right. Y'all take care. Peace.